0: On this week's Marketing Clock, we talk about what Facebook's hack means for marketers.
1: How YouTube is extending their ads offerings.
0: Why Google says not to make even quality links anymore.
1: And Greg ranted about that for quite a bit. (laughs) And, oh yeah,
0: Jess kept talking about my Google shirt and the hypocrisy behind it. All on today's episode. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here in beautiful Buffalo, New York, October 5th, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live without a net on YouTube Fridays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or you can consume us via your favorite podcasting player each and every week, as many times as you'd like.
1: (laughs) And don't forget to head over to marketingclock.com and follow along with the show notes and all the links from today's articles.
0: So first up this week in the news, 50 million Facebook user accounts have been hacked, <laughs> hacked to pieces. And
1: Happy Halloween, Facebook. Facebook
0: <laughs> Halloween came early, and <laughs> Facebook has announced that this happened using the view as feature, where typically it's a setting that users can, can look at to, to see how their profile looks. And, and, and Narcissists. Some, yeah, they're like, oh, I look great again today. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's no indication as to who actually performed the hacking and what it was used for, and how much of the data was actually exposed, but um, there was a one snippet of, of good news, at least for us marketers or webmasters. And the good news <laughs> is that the Facebook logins that that did not appear to be part of what had been hacked. So, but if I you, thought they didn't know. Well, I mean, you got to have a little faith in uh, Mr. Zuckerberg here. But he said that we analyzed the third party access or a spokesperson for Facebook said that we analyzed third party access during the time of the attack. We've identified that investigation has found no evidence that the attackers accessed any apps using Facebook login. So it's a big thing for marketers and webmasters is, hey, what do we need to do if we're using Facebook login? As right now, if you believe the book You don't need to do much. So, um, again, one other ramification for marketers is that Facebook's already been showing some slower growth um, due to some privacy concerns and just some stagnation even before the privacy concerns. So, something to consider is, hey, is maybe diversify your accounts a little bit Mm. and your targeting.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. So, 50 million accounts were hacked, right? But they had an additional 40 million they thought might be vulnerable. Did I read that right?
0: I mean, we're all vulnerable (laughs) (laughs) at some point.
1: Aren't you right? All right. Google announced this week some cool new features that are coming to YouTube ads. This is to help marketers become, quote, more effective full funnel storytellers using the combined power of YouTube's creative canvas with Google's machine learning and measurement (laughs) (laughs) measurement solutions. Google didn't stutter. I did. So what's new? More ad extensions are coming. They already have a few in YouTube ads, um, including forms and um, I believe location extensions mm-hmm. are already available. So they didn't get into too much detail of what else is coming that's new, but they are exploring ways to encourage viewers to take lower funnel actions. So some mm-hmm. examples that they gave are movie times, downloading an app and booking a trip, but they didn't really say much about what those are. There is a screenshot, though in the show notes that shows different movie times below your video ad, which is neat. So definitely take a look at that. They are also moving towards better measurement and reporting. So if you're using the Brand Lift tool right now to measure your video ad effectiveness, you will start getting data sent to you periodically to help you check in on how your campaigns are doing. So that's pretty cool. And if you're not using it yet, it's going to be easier to set up than ever. Um, Apparently, you can't do that right now within Google Ads, but you will be able to coming soon. They've also introduced two new metrics, the lifted users' metric, which is basically just the number of people who are influenced by your ad, kind of ambiguous, but that's fine, and cost per lifted user, so it can help mm-hmm. you uh, optimize and be more effective with your campaigns
0: okay, and, yeah, and in the show notes, you can see an example of like the hypothetical trailer and <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the ad ad times around it. but yeah. I didn't know that people still go to the movies. That's that's my thing. I, if
1: I, they're watching YouTube and going to the movies, Do you go to they're the all movies? about the screen. No. Okay. I When's the last movie you've been to? Um, probably the new, the first of the new Star Wars series. Okay. So two Star Wars ago. Okay.
0: Well, so for all you moviegoers, it might be a <laughs> super awesome feature. <laughs> and that brings us next up to a post from John Mueller of Google and it turned into an article and a bunch of hubbub around the Twitter sphere and interwebs that was him saying that making quality links and this is the article name making quality links is against Google's webmaster <laughs> guidelines. And in the thread which i believe was on a Google forum John had stated just to add to Hardiel's comment if you're in quotations in case you're not watching us on YouTube <laughs> If you're making quality links to your site, then that would be considered against our webmaster guidelines. And by that, those links would definitely not be considered, quote, quality, unquote. Cheers, John. And so, <laughs> to, so again, everybody was, was talking about the fact that, oh, you know, how did we create natural links back in the Jurassic age? You know, what did we do then? And... To me, this is very frustrating because.
1: I'm nodding my head.
0: Because, and I'm I'm trying to hold my rage internally and not let it seep out (laughs) over the (laughs) airwaves. As who who are you to tell somebody not to make a quality link to your website and that that's unnatural. That is against, if you have something that can intrinsically help your business why your search engine is broken (laughs) if you don't know that these links aren't natural hey maybe stop using links so much maybe figure out social and do something and see what people are actually sharing maybe take care of your google plus maybe do something like that and see what is actually happening and don't rely on links so much what you shouldn't be doing is telling people not to make quality links by reaching out i understand you don't want to buy links you don't want to buy spammy links but a quality link, that is not some egregious stuff, just so you know. That is egregious, <laughs> and I'm upset, and we should just leave it right there. Oh. So even though John has said don't make quality, he didn't say don't. He said if you're making quality links, then they might not be considered quality. I would just say if you're making something that's of value to your business, keep on doing it. You got an A plus and a high five from us over here. Yeah.
1: And that is a hot take from a man wearing a Google shirt, which you can't see because he has a <laughs> shirt over it, but the man does have a <laughs> Google T shirt on. So he's he's secretly supporting. Are you gonna show everyone?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So
1: for the audio viewers his shirt says Google. Yes. Um I like that you use the word hubbub and I also like that the tweet featured in this article used the word bonanza. So a lot yeah. of good English getting thrown around. Does that take us into our lightning round?
0: Yes, that brings us to this week's lightning round. (laughs) All right. Ah,
1: The storm is coming. Okay, Google Search Console snapshot arrives in search results is the name of the article. Some users basically are seeing a dashboard of sorts appear above the search results when their site is ranking for a query. Obviously, you have to be a verified user in Search Console for this to show up. Basically, it shows some quick metrics over the last seven days, clicks, impressions, and your average position, and shows like change percentages in those. Some people are reporting seeing it for branded terms, but also for unbranded queries that their site ranks for, which is pretty neat. It's not showing up for everyone, though, so you can go Google yourself and see if you're one of the lucky few. And if you're not, there's a screenshot in the show notes so you can see what it actually looks like in the search results.
0: All right. Next up this week, Google has confirmed a small search ranking algorithm update this past week. happens all the time there's nothing to see here look at your (laughs) search console look at your ga look at your data and if you see any changes yay this happens literally all the time
1: yeah nothing to see here folks google has added a new family-led attribute to your google my business profile so this follows suit with the women-led and veteran-led attributes 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 uh, that were already available Basically, it's just an icon that shows up in your listing and it highlights the fact that you're a family run business. This is pretty cool. It's something that people look for, especially around the holidays, which I joked earlier are coming, but it's the beginning of October. But seriously, small business Saturday is coming, so people might be looking for that on maps. So go into your Google My business and go into the attribute section and you can find it right there.
0: How do you define family I i are you, are you, are...
1: I think it, i just I figure a small business maybe that's just like a mom-and-pop shop okay. or something cool. or, you know, just not, I guess, not corporate. Nice. We're family-led right. here, aren't we?
0: Uh, yeah, we're all one big happy family <laughs> along with our listeners. <laughs> all right, next up this week, there is now a way, a crazy way that you can make your new Google Ads user interface look similar to the old Google AdWords user interface or any way that you would like. There is a way that you can now make your columns and bring them so that they will be the default, the standard across all of your campaigns, one catch. And we had a lot of big flashy lights on our Slack channel um, to to say, don't do this yet. Like, don't play around with this. We need to think of this there as a team. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: Because the issue is that this change, when you change your columns to go across the board, it's permanent. (laughs) This is permanent change. You cannot go back. You cannot undo this. So make sure you really think through how you want your Google Ads <laughs> columns to look. And then uh, maybe plan for the future. <laughs> like, uh, like, really? what if there's something else that comes in that's really cool? But, um, yeah, so you can now change your Google Ads user interface to the columns that you want, which is a godsend thank you, Google. Mm-hmm. And even if it is one weird thing about being permanent, we'll take it. It's so frustrating making the new columns every single time for every campaign, for every ad group, for every keyword layout. We appreciate this and its permanency.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Google. And uh, the shirt wearer is proud again. I'm going to keep calling you out on that shirt. Publishers on Twitter can now monetize videos viewed by global audiences. Used to be that you could only monetize videos for people watching it in your own country if you were a publisher. So now that has gone global. And what that means for us marketers is more ad inventory that's available. So get out there and start beefing up your in-stream video campaigns on the Twitter. That's what I wrote down.
0: All right. Next up, Google is building a search engine for fact checks. Look it up. It's called Fact Check Tools. And... (laughs) Right now, you have to be an organization that publishes articles that may use fact-checking. There's a form that you can fill out by clicking through our show notes. What you have to do is talk about how you're planning on using Google fact-checking tools and also show an example of fact-checking article or articles published by your organization. So uh, hopefully you can debunk some of this fake news.
1: Fake news. I like it. So literally just last week, I was complaining to a coworker about how annoying it is that the languages in Bing are just set at the ad group level and it's not the same as in Google, they heard me, I guess, because that changed. They just announced that language targeting will be supported at the campaign level, just like it is in Google ads. And on top of that, you're now going to be able to target multiple languages at once, if that's your thing. I'm not super into it. I'd rather keep them separate. But if that's what you want, you can have it. And if you need help setting this up, again, check the show notes. The article lays out the instructions step by step, so you can add that to your account.
0: (laughs) All right. Next up, ad groups unveil a new data transparency label. And last May, the Interactive Advertising Bureau had started talking about a new framework. And so they came <laughs> up with this <a> nutritional <laughs> framework. And you have to click on through to, to see this. It actually looks like a food label. But what e- it happens is when you're buying some data for advertising, um, you can see the data solution provider, distributor information, audience snapshot, audience construction, and source information. And it literally looks like, I just said literally twice, but this is actually <laughs> like a food label here. So, um, kind of cool, also kind of creepy, is you don't really want to eat your data.
1: I like that. Thanks. Eat your data. That should be a, a t shirt, like your Google shirt or a bumper sticker. Was that it? That's it. Okay. Google is doing its part to promote inclusive storytelling in the podcast world with a new program called the Google Podcasts Creator Program, very original. Basically, it is, quote, a program focused on three main pillars, empowering and training underrepresented voices through an accelerator program, educating a global community with free tools and showcasing participants' work as a model for others. So it's pretty cool. They're helping people make podcasts because it's it's not easy. We do it every week and it's, I mean, it's a joy, but it's work, right? So it's, a it's, a it's a delight. It's a delight. It's a treat. Treat. <laughs> if you're interested in being like us and you want to sign up for the program the window's officially open you have until november 18th to apply
0: i do not think after what i said earlier that we'll be getting into this program <laughs> but the one takeaway is whenever you see some resources typically put behind something mm-hmm. you know that it's like gonna stick or it has at least a better chance to stick so if you're not actively promoting or trying to optimize. For Google Podcasts, they're putting money and putting resources behind it, so definitely take a look at it from a marketing perspective. And last up this week, Reddit has hit one billion monthly video views. And there's really nothing other than that. You know, there's a lot of people using Reddit, and marketers take note. And that does it for this week's lightning round, and it brings us to today's must-read marketing article of the week, an article so in-depth so deep that people are calling off the hook to find this. And this week's article comes from the Buffer blog, the wonderful Buffer blog. And it is called, Do Twitter Ads Really Work? A Surprising Experiment. (laughs) 17.2 million views from a single Twitter thread. And this was by Ash Reed or Ash Red. Either way, get your ash over and read this article as they break down a look at a big, kind of a big budget. I mean, there's $25,000 behind this budget. But they take this thread and kind of promote this thread and show the ramifications and the 17.2 million views from this ad. It's really in-depth. It's really cool. It's just a different way to look at it. The one thing that I couldn't get over is that all these views are going to a medium blog, and it's just like uh, there's all this cool stuff, and then you go to medium, but it's it's really interesting. Check it out in our show notes, and I think you'll definitely enjoy that, and it'll be the juice will be worth the squeeze. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing clock. Remember, you can catch all the content on marketingclock.com or in the descriptions below. Please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Amen. See you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to marketing O'clock. clock. If today's show was a value to you, please subscribe, leave a review or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketing for links to all the articles that we covered. Hey there. If you're still listening, welcome to a new segment called Shooting the Heck, where Jess and I just shoot the heck with each other, and there is no more marketing talk after this.
1: None whatsoever. Greg, what's going on in your world?
0: So, in my world, I've got two four-year-olds, and they're... Well, first off, just a little disclaimer. Kids are gross in general, (laughs) and this segment might be a little bit gross if you're not into, into... the kind of kid stuff that occurs. Oh, God. You've been warned. You've been warned. And so my kids, um, they're going to a little French preschool. And so we're trying to teach them all these little, little French terms. And, and <laughs> we're saying things like, you know, bon appétit, bonjour, au revoir, <laughs> uh, you know, excuse-moi, and all these things. Um, but kids are gross and, and whatever. And I'm trying to make them say, hey, you know, you want to say, please say silver player, something like that. And so <laughs> in, in my family, like, well, the, the my, my when you pass gas in the house, it's called a toot with these little kids, right? It so is. I'm, yes, in our house. And so my boy is out there, and we're trying to work in all, all the, the different words. And when you give them an inch and they see something's funny, they exploit it nonstop. It's like you can't. You have to be straight-faced. I'm just not straight-faced. So the little boy makes a little toot, and says the <laughs> grossest thing ever. He says, bon appetit, because he <laughs> makes the two up. And I couldn't stop laughing. Oh and all God. around the house, no, it is the grossest <laughs> conversations ever about bon appetit, which what? is the grossest thing ever.
1: Does he know oh, how he has, funny that is? Well,
0: oh, he saw me die oh, <laughs> oh, my God. But now I'm trying to undo that. So, you can't. That's what's up in my world.
1: That's pretty good. Thank you for sharing. See you next week. Bon appetit.